Coming up next on Tour New RFM, we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And Sally Lucas will be joining me, Jane Klein. We're going on a fabulous trip, a rail trip, in fact, an award-winning rail trip across some of the best mountains in Canada. Can you guess what it is? Going to a very exciting part of the world today, Sally Lucas. We certainly are, Jay. We're going to the Canadian Rockies and we're very lucky to have Greg McCallum with us from the Rocky Mountaineer Rail and he's the Regional Director in Australia. So welcome, Greg. Thanks, Sally, and thanks very much for having me. Oh, pleasure, especially talking about such a wonderful destination like Canada. It's just so gorgeous. And I just thought we'd talk a little bit so people know what they're going to expect when they do a Rocky Mountaineer rail journey today. So firstly, I mean, it's well known, of course, for its initial itinerary, which goes through the Rockies to places like Jasper, Lake Louise, Banff. But you do do other journeys as well, don't you? Yeah, we do. And essentially, I mean, Rocky Mountain is, is all about Western Canada, so British Columbia and Alberta. So they're the two provinces that we, um, we travel through. Yes. And you're right, there are four journeys. So the one that most people are familiar with is the journey from um, Vancouver um, via Kamloops onto um, Banff or Lake Louise. Yes. Uh, and then from there, um, people generally take a motor coach onto Calgary. Um, so we used to take the train all the way to Calgary, but that's uh, finished about three years ago. Right. And that's actually called the first passage to the West. We have some quite unique names names for our journey, so that's number one. Mm-hmm. The second journey heads up to uh, Jasper via Kamloops again, uh, which is called Journey Through the Clouds. Um, our third journey is, again, um, ends in Jasper, but it's via Whistler and Quenelle, and mm-hmm. it's called Rainforest to Goldrush. And our newest route or journey, which um, was introduced about three years ago and introduced the United States as a, um, as a destination, is Seattle up to Vancouver or vice versa, and that's called the Coastal Passage. It actually hugs the ocean um, in each direction. Which is really great, because once upon a time, as you say, there was just the one journey you did. I remember when I went to Canada many, many years ago, which was just the route from Vancouver to Calgary, but at least now people have some options, particularly if they've done one of those journeys before. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've extended the, uh, the itineraries, and of course you can do it vice versa. You can head from the Rockies to the coast, or to the coast into the Rockies, so e- vice versa. Either way. Any direction. Yeah. Exactly. And can you just explain a, a little bit about the difference? I know you do have gold and silver service, and of course you've got the dome car, so people understand what they're actually receiving. Yeah, so we have two levels of service, um, and, and people with um, long memories will probably remember we used to have a red leaf service, but that is no longer. That was more of a lead-in carriage. Yes. We now exclusively have a gold leaf service and a silver leaf service. Um, the, the main difference between gold and silver is the silver level uh, service is a, is a single level carriage. So mm-hmm. it's single level, food is served to your seat, and it's, it's magnificent food, but it's served at your, um, to your seat. In the gold leaf, it's actually a double-decker carriage, um, so it's actually about 10 foot high from the window down to, to the ground mm-hmm. where people are sitting. So you actually sit upstairs, and then when it's time for dining, you actually uh, take a spiral staircase down to a, um, a fine dining room and um, eat down there. So it's a little bit more extravagant that you're, you're higher up. It's almost like a floating observation deck, if you like. Yes, and wonderful. And the glass dome is a little bit more extravagant in the, um, in the gold leaf versus the silver leaf. It's essentially... Um, it's the glass heads right up to the ceiling. So um, that's yes. the two differences, yeah. Great. And the journeys operate basically April to October, I think, if I'm correct. Uh, do you consider this as any particular time of year as a better time to travel, or it's nice all seasons? Yeah, they're, they're 
Every season uh, is fantastic. I mean, and it's a great question. I mean, they, April to October, the reason why we do that is it's a full daylight experience. So the whole experience is about observing the, you know, the jaw-droppingly beautiful Rocky Mountains. Of course. So if we were travelling outside of those times, so mid- April is basically mid-spring um, through October being mid-autumn in Canada, it allows um, full daylight. So, um, you know, that's the rationale behind it. But look, I, I love autumn. So I love, you know, September, yeah. October. Um, you've got your fresh snow on the mountaintops as you're heading into winter. Yes. The leaves are changing colour along the journey, so the burnt oranges, the browns, the reds, they look spectacular. Um, and you're more likely to see your, um, your grizzly bears and your black bears, which is a big reason why people um, take our journey, yes. um, because they're going into hibernation. So they're starting to feast and, um, and, and get as full as they can before they have a long sleep. <laughs> I remember it was the time of year that I went, actually, and I can remember it snowed when we were in Banff. It was just absolutely delightful, um, really, really fantastic. And also, Greg, the meal and beverages we've mentioned are included on the train or we mentioned meals but beverages are as well but with the hotels people might not realize you're not actually sleeping on the train you actually are sleeping in a hotel overnight yeah and that's um that's so unique to um to rocky mountaineer so many luxury trains around the world um have sleeper cabins and, and that's 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 lovely but for rocky mountaineer it's all about again as i said the full daylight and the scenery we would just feel it'd be a bit of a tragedy if people were um asleep uh, during uh, as we're um, traveling through this gorgeous scenery so you of do course. not sleep on board the train um you're there for viewing and um for your breakfast and lunches but at um of an evening we actually stop at hotels along the way so you get a great night sleep and then you're ready prepared for the next day to jump back on the train. To NURFM at 20 past one and we're talking travel for our sponsor Travel on King and we're in a wonderful part of the world Sally Lucas with Greg McCallum and he's telling us all about the Rocky Mountaineer. He certainly is. Welcome again Greg. Um, This time I thought we might have a chat about the length of the different journeys you mentioned those four journeys and also the optional extras that could be on offer on any of those journeys. Yeah, look, our, our lead-in journey is two days and one night. So that's probably your typical um, Vancouver to Kamloops being one day and overnight in Kamloops being the one night and then the following day into Lake Louise or Banff where your journey can end there. So um, that is the, the, the shortest duration. Um, but then we have packages from two days, one night, and then every day leading right up to 21-day packages, which include a circle journey on the train. So you may head, head up to, um, to Banff Lake Louise on the train, but then you come back via Kamloops back to Vancouver, so you do actually four days on the train, and then you might do a whole America line cruise through the Inside Passage in Alaska um, as part of one of our packages as well. So uh, we really have itineraries to fit everyone's um, length of stay in Canada, basically. Yes, and what their needs and what their, obviously, their their cost effectiveness is too as well. Obviously, everybody, uh, you know, has a different budget, so there's always something there to to suit everyone, which is great. Um, The average daily travel times on board, are they like all day? Like, are we talking from really early in the morning till really late in the afternoon or... Yeah, so mainly it's around eight hours um, right. on the on the main routes between Vancouver and Kamloops and Kamloops and Lake Louise and um, Kamloops up to Jasper. Uh, there are some exceptions. Um, the Vancouver to Whistler um, journey on that route that takes you up to mm-hmm. Cornell and then to Jasper is only three hours, so that's obviously our shortest um, duration. And the Vancouver to Seattle or Seattle-Vancouver is around five hours. Um, but what we do say to people is we're, we're in the middle of the Canadian wilderness and the rugged yes. Rocky Mountains, so we actually we don't tend to give exact times like uh, the airlines would try and do. So we sort of suggest it's around eight hours. Yes. It will take potentially up to an hour with um, different things that can happen along the, along the railways and, and just being out in the wilderness.
Yeah, that's fair enough, and that's a good way to do it anyway, so you just can really enjoy whatever happens to pop up if there is a nice big black bear or a grizzly or a wonderful waterfall or something like that on offer, which is great. And the facilities on board the trains... Yeah, look, I mean, it's um, it's it's a train, so it was on the gold leaf, as we say, we've got the, the double-decker carriage. Um, the fantastic thing about um, both services, um, the gold leaf's just a little bit larger. There's an outdoor vestibule area, we call it, where okay. you actually sit out the back of the carriage, and a lot of our avid photographers spend, you know, at least a quarter of their time <laughs> on their trip out there because they love being able to take photographs of the wilderness and the wildlife without the reflection from the dome, whereas some will be have no problem with that. The real avid, experienced yes. photographers will be out there. Um, we have a lift for the elderly or people who actually lack some mobility up to the, um, up to the gold leaf uh, level as well, um, up to the seating area. So people tend That's to like that good. because mm. there's a spiral staircase, but um, we do cater for people who are lacking a little uh, bit of mobility as well. And if you've obviously done this trip, I guess, many times yourself, maybe. So what have been some of your highlights or things that you've seen that have really astounded you or impressed you in, on any of these journeys? Yeah, look, I have. I've been so lucky um, to do. I've done, I've done uh, three journeys in the last sort of twelve months as part of the role, and, and obviously getting experiencing it. So I can actually um, highlight that to our potential guests. Um, I was lucky enough to see a, a black bear um, heading into Lake Louise uh, around eight October last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was um, that was incredible. I mean, uh, everybody you know wants to see a bear up up close and personal, and and uh, we got that. Um, I also, I mean, I've just enjoyed watching people on board. I mean, it's one of those destinations where we're, we're Australians. Um, a lot of people have it in their, their mind for 10, 15 years. It's a very considered sort of um, thought process that goes into a trip to Canada. And um, when they're finally there and they're in the wilderness and they're, and they're taking in the scenery, um, people generally moved, you know, and um, yes. I think that, you know, will be the case in a, in a lot of destinations. But I, I just loved seeing seeing the emotion on people's faces um, when they're right in the heart of, of the, uh, the Canadian Rocky Mountains. Yes, it'd be incredible. You could just, I can just imagine the expression on some people's faces and their faces probably just light up and thinking, wow, we are actually here and we're doing this. You know, what a wonderful experience. Yeah, and I think it is. And I think it's actually the amazing thing, a part of it, and, you, and people who talk to, I mean, so many people have now done it out of Australia. It's the, um, we're actually the second biggest market for uh, Rocky Mountain here in the world outside the United States. That's amazing, um, isn't it? It is incredible. I think if there's some sort of love affair with Australians and Canada, and whether it's the um, the dollar tends to be quite um, even. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of fluctuations. Members of the Commonwealth, same sort of sense yeah. of humour, etc. Yeah, we're so, very I mean, similar, really. I think, and, and yeah, we both are, we both love wilderness areas, even though our wilderness areas are totally different. And I think again, it's a great point. I mean, we don't have anything like it in Australia, so our Alps are nothing like. Um, no. What we have there, so I think it's um, it's so unique that um, that's the appeal to tr- go and to visit a destination which is so different to um, our own landscape. And of course, the glaciers and ice falls and the wonderful coloured lakes that you have. Those beautiful lakes are just astounding. Yeah, they are, and, and you know some of the hotels that we stay in uh, along the way, Fairmont hotels, um, the Chateau uh, Fairmont Chateau Lake Louise. Yes, which, um, a lot of people have seen that image. I mean, it's now you know. Apparently, the world's most photographed hotel because people love having the, uh, yeah, the hotel. I can imagine that. The lake in the background, yeah. Well, Greg, I hope you've inspired some people out there today, our listeners, to think, wow, yes, this has been on my bucket list for a while, but I'm actually going to go and do it. So thank you so much for being on board with us today. And I guess we're going to hopefully welcome some passengers on board the Rocky Mountaineer soon. Thanks, Joe. It was absolutely my pleasure. And, um, 
Yeah, it was lovely to uh, to meet your viewers. Yeah, that would be lovely. Okay, thanks a lot, Greg. Greg McCallum, who's regional director for the Rocky Mountaineer, and uh, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on to a new RFM. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.